0: Hello and welcome to the S Word Live! My name is Renee Rebar, sales strategist, TEDx speaker and author and my goal today is to see who's gonna call in. I never know if anyone's gonna call in. Hey Mindy, maybe you can call in. 313-355-2821. You'll get this number and I will answer and we're gonna talk it out it's gonna be fun if you hey robin hello (laughs) so i always come with questions to start with um one of the questions that i get and, and that someone sent me again but i get it all the time is what do i do if someone ghosts me right they have they've reached out to you they've set up a call and they've ghosted you so let me know in the comments if you've ever experienced that and if you have um just write ghost <laughs> and I'll be able to call. Uh, oh, we are getting a call. Oh my goodness, I'll have to come back. To this this is from Orlando, Florida. Let's see. Hello, you're on the S Word Live.
1: Send a voicemail. Press two.
0: Let's see what we got. Six, Hello, you're on the S Word
1: Live. Hi, I'm Amanda
0: Green. Hello! Isn't this so freaking fun? <laughs> I don't
1: know. I was like, call mean, It's
0: not a live stream. <laughs> Isn't it? We. I, it's. I grew up watching that show, The Car Guy, or not watching, listening to that show, The Car Guys, where people would call in and be like, "My Sentra doing," rah, rah, and the guys would like figure it out on the show. I just loved it. And so I thought this. I've done these a few times. It's so fun. So for those of you who don't know, Amanda, please share with the audience. A little bit about you and what you do just so they get some context. Sure. So, I am an
1: account executive at a national public relations firm. And uh, so, as account executive, my job is new business development, bringing in new clients, uh, keeping the clients happy, or at least trying to, <laughs> and getting them to stay with us after their contract expires. So, that's my job. That's sales. That's being.
0: Perfect. And so, what question did you have today that maybe I can help with? Well, um, it's interesting.
1: So, I just ended up with um, a client, or a, what should have been a client. The deal didn't close. It's all really bad, and that's why I'm like, you know what? And then your little bot pop- popped up, and I. Deal. I have gone and rewritten the contract three different times, changed the price, negotiated. They said, they're in, they're in, they're in. Well, now, today, suddenly, like three weeks after they first asked for a contract, they said they were in, they said, never mind, we're not ready to do this. Why don't you circle back to us in like February? Uh-huh. What happened? So how do I How do I ask them what happened? You know, like, how do I lend without being like, dude, you wasted. So much of my time. <laughs> how
0: do I like Right. You okay? Know, like. <laughs> <clears throat> yes. So that's a great question. So for those of you who are branching out into multi-departmental corporations where there's more than one influencer, more than one influencer on the final decision, um, I'm gonna share this with you. And this and this advice again, like if I have more questions maybe than an answer at this point, because when it gets to that point, what I always know is I needed to work It was probably a few points before that I might have been able to do something. But you said this happens periodically, so let's talk about that for a second. During your initial connection, um, in your discovery process, are you asking them what is your timeline and who and how are decisions made in your company? Yeah. Okay. And so you you have your champion, you have your person in charge, they've asked for a proposal, and then when you send the proposal is it in final form or is it in draft form
1: um i send it to them as a pdf so it's final. this is what it is mm-hmm. um, however there is always room you know a lot of times they come back want to one negotiate after i send that so,
0: proposal. agreed and so if you guys can hear that so it's my recommendation this is i begin me i, I have begin. <laughs> i have written so many rfps and wasted so many hours that this is a hard lesson my i still have scars um, so, uh, what I've learned to do is always say, this is a draft because I do know that they're always going to want to come back and negotiate something. Even if it's not a hard line, it's still, okay, well, let's talk about it because I want to be able to, to get them back into the conversation, back into the fold. So this goes for small and larger contracts. I like to say, this is a draft and this draft based on what you told me expires on this date. Typically it's, but it's no more than seven days away. Why do I wanna push it that fast? And again, I know, I know big corporations, they don't wanna do anything fast. But again, it's a draft, and so that keeps whoever my champion is, whoever that, that influencer on the decision maker or decision maker is, that keeps them in the fold. So we're not letting time pass. And it keeps me in the know of like, what's happening inside their business? So that those initial discovery questions, as time goes by, whatever I just uncovered initially, may also have changed. Are they fishing around? Do they have other bids in the table? Do I need to talk to procurement? Who, you know, where is where is the final decision going to be made, and why does it have to be made now? And then if I have those drafts every week, I can have a reason to continue that conversation on a weekly basis. Tell me what you feel about that, Amanda. Yeah. So um,
1: the, the decision maker who mm-hmm. I'm talking with is Leo, and okay. um, he he. From what our initial plan was.
0: Um, <laughs> that happens a lot.
1: For him. He said, yeah, he said, I to do this instead. I said, okay. So I come up with a new proposal that's option B, I guess I'll call it. Right. This, you know, it's option B. And I come up with a new proposal. It's got a new price on it. It's more work. And he says, well, you know, I can't really afford that. So then I go and I um, negotiate with him and get it down to a price that does work for him. He says, great. Send me the updated contract. I send it. He sends me emails over the last two weeks or so. Mm-hmm. I remind him about the contract. I throw some new opportunities at him, reminding him that we need it. really do for our scheduling purposes. If he can't just be hanging out there as a baby, um, right? And uh, so anyway, so I, I do that. He keeps telling me, well, he had a computer problem, and then he tells me that he has to travel. And then Told me um, that he'll get to it tonight. Then emailed me three days later. They he'll get to it tonight. They never get to it, and um, okay. so I I emailed him a reminder again <clears throat> this morning, and he had his marketing person respond, not him, but his marketing person say that they're going a different direction at right. the moment and to circle back. Got so it. I'm like, what the heck, happened?
0: Okay, so there's probably a hundred things, but in this case, when that happens, so for if you for you listening. this is not uncommon in any selling relationship. I wish it were different. I wish it were different in different places. I would say if if it were different anywhere, I would be like, just sell there (laughs) because this is a pain, but here's how you can avert it at least a little bit. So, okay. When you, so you just repeat back, you were like, okay, I had a contract. He's like, I want, we had another conversation. He wanted more. And so you offered a new contract or a proposal rather contract. And then it was more money, and then he negotiated down again. And so here's, what, when that's all happening, what my next best suggestion is, when you've got someone in the selling conversation, they're excited, you're sending a proposal, they've asked for that, they're in the loop. What I say is this, listen, our, I, I really frame it like this because it, it's true, like you said, our, our company cannot just take people on at any time, and there might be parameters, however, but what I'm gonna suggest is this. What can I sell him now that's okay with my company, my sales manager, my business? And okay with him that we can start the work because a lot of times customers like to add things on, and then it becomes this mammoth project and mammoth thing, and we become the warm up star for the person who's going to close them next week, not us. So what I then say in this case with you, man, I would say I would next time, or you can even go back to him on saying, listen the best thing I can give you is whatever he needs right now, whatever he is, his most urgent requirement is. Then I know that I'm in a relationship with that company, a paid relationship, where we can start something specific initially. And then I know as I go through this relationship with them and the, the deliverables start to come in, then I can say, well, let's set up another quick meeting. Let's talk about what we've accomplished, what still needs to be accomplished because you learned that in your discovery process and had it on that other proposal. And now you can say, okay, So here's what needs to be done. Do you want to hear some possible solutions about the next thing that we had talked about? So in essence, as opposed to one big offer, I'm willing, if they're spinning like this to sell them something initially smaller to start. Is your manager okay with that? Yeah, I can do that. Um, I don't think
1: that they want to spend less because, already discussed that. I've already said, you know, why don't we start? I'm
0: not saying it's a money problem. It's not a money problem. It's a decision problem. So the problem here is not about the profit. It's about the decision to make the decision. And so to make a decision on something he knows is 100% sure. For example, if I go into a restaurant and the server comes in and shows me appetizers, entrees, and dessert all at once, And there's restaurants that do that. And I'm like, I don't really know if I need the dessert. I mean, I want the dessert. I really like the tiramisu here, but I'm not sure. I mean, I kind of had a salad before I came because I wouldn't want to shove. So all these thoughts are in my head. So at that point, the guy's like, just make a decision. I'm at your table right now. (laughs) You're right. So in this case, I, the customer, your guy, that's been going around and around with all these things that he wants, and it's not about the money. It's about making the decision on something so then I can say, listen, the, the server in this case, in my analogy, would be like, okay, how about you just take a hot appetizer plate? I'll bring it to you right now. Does hummus sound good? Okay, fantastic. I'll bring it out. We'll let you decide on the rest of the stuff as it goes. So now I'm I'm sold. I'm in the seat. I'm going to buy. I'm a customer. And he can keep coming back and sharing with me the next steps, the things that I already said I wanted, but I wasn't ready to make a decision on yet. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So, Amanda, we again, these are questions that are – evolving and really a moving target at all times. So based on what you told me, that's my best advice. Does that feel like some advice you can chew on for the next time you you have a customer in front of you? Sure. Okay. (laughs) Amanda, you know I love you, girl. (laughs) Amanda and I have known each other for a while. She's amazing. And I was in Orlando and I missed you. I didn't see you because I was jammed at Disney World, right? So thank you, Amanda, for calling in. And Amanda, make sure you go back into the um, the comments on Facebook and share a little bit about you and maybe some links where we can find you on LinkedIn and other places, all right? Cool, cool. Thank you, Amanda. Have a great one. Thank you. Bye. That was super fun, guys. So I love Amanda Green. She is super cool. I get the chance, through this work that I do, to meet all kinds of amazing businesswomen in all kinds of industries and fields. and. Um, It just gives me joy to know that there are ways that we can all help each other. And so I see Steph is watching. Lenny, hey! Robin, Donna, Mindy, Darla. Hey guys, how are you? Welcome to the show. The lines are open and I was talking about before, Amanda called ghosting. So what do you do to avoid that ghosting? What if someone ghosts you? Well, there's two things. What to do when they ghost you and what to do to avoid it. So when they ghost you, if someone if you have a call booked and you call the person, they're not there. I immediately message them saying, listen, it looks like we've, you've uh, missed our call. Unfortunately, um, you know, I'm going to be at my desk for another 15 minutes. If you want to call me back, you can, I'll have that time set aside for you. Um, I don't want to say unfortunately. I also, though, do things to prevent that. So I make sure I message them beforehand saying, hey, oh, we've got a call scheduled in X amount of time, you know a day or an hour or 30 minutes. Do you need the number to – is this still a good number to call you at?" Yes, it's still a good number, and then it helps them kind of remember. Do I always do this? No, because I'm human, but at the end of the day, I'm not going to beat myself up, and I know that if I do these things because I think I might have a ghost in my hands, I know that I'm going to protect myself. It's like Ghostbusters. (laughs) That's my new thing. TM, Ghostbusters. All right, so the phone lines are open. Hey, Deb, what's up? All right, we got people calling in from Boston, New York. Hey, Kathy Olson, how are you doing? The ghost. All right, so... We've got the phone lines open. If you want to have a question answered, I'm live. And then you get to come back into the comments and you get to post your links. So let's see what we've got here. We had someone from Orlando. The phone lines. It's 313. Oh, this is so funny. 313 355 2821. That's the number to call in. I get questions all the time. In fact, this week as well, I just got a question this morning from someone in my mastermind about the questions that you should ask if you have a Facebook group. Have you ever, does anybody here have a Facebook group? Let me know in the comments. Say Facebook group if you have a Facebook group. There are some sales strategies you can use to have a Facebook group and to curate that relationship when someone initially joins your group. So if you have a Facebook group, type Facebook group. Here is the advice I gave this amazing woman in my mastermind this morning. She was concerned because she had joined another group um, run by a man in a different industry, uh, a funnels industry. Uh, We'll just say that. Um, and men sell different than women. I just want to say that if you're a woman who primarily sells to other women, just know that the advice that you'll get from a gentleman is going to be different. They're not bad. It's just different. So we sell different. We feel different. It's a different process. And that's what we're going to focus on here. So this particular woman in my mastermind asked, I don't want to ask questions. Um, because one of the questions that I encouraged her to ask was, Hey, to get my free gift for me, it's, you know, my sales training and my free workbook enter your email below and I'll send it to you. And so what happens is I take the email, I input it into my email service provider, enter into an automation, and they receive their video training and the workbook, and now they're also a part of my, my Facebook group, my free Facebook group. So it's a fun experience because then they get to know more about me, what I do. But in the group, it's not just about sales training, it's not some curriculum-based experience. I get to know them as people, I do live group coffee chats, I do things like this in there. So what I encouraged her to, to do was the same thing, offer her freebie and then offer different ways to connect inside the group. The group is like a house party. It's a place to hang out. It's a place to chill out. It's a place that you don't have to talk about business all the time. Because what I do in my, in my public, my website, my public business page, that's where what I do for a living. In my group, it's who I am as a person. That's how I run my group. And that to me feels more authentic and more fun because I don't want to talk about business all the time. I'll be honest. Right now I do because it's this is my work page. I'm at work. But when I go to my house party, my free group. I like to talk about other things, all the things. Um, Sometimes it's work, but not always. It doesn't have to be. It could be about our favorite restaurants. It could be about our anniversaries. It could be about all kinds of things. So if you have a question, a sales question about a Facebook group or about a client or about client acquisition or about proposals or about cold emails, are about what platforms to talk on, uh, what to share on, and what to share, you can call 313-355-2821. I'm never sure who's going to call or if anyone will ever call, but I love these opportunities because it gives me a chance to connect with individuals personally. And so three five five, that's 313-355-2821. You'll call right here, and I should get it. And um, yeah, it's always fun. It's, you never know You never know what's going to happen on a live show. So the advice I gave her was to be able to ask that question. And then I also like to immediately welcome them. Um, whenever you go to a house party, right, it's nice to have someone show you where the bathroom is and what, where the food is and where the drink is. So if you have a Facebook group, let me know down below and let me know in the comments. Facebook groups, Deb says house party, Darla says house party, Deb says Facebook group, Kathy says Facebook group, great. Deb says that pop to collar is fab. Oh, thanks, babe. <laughs> Deb and I have similar fashion, you know, Northeast represent. <laughs> so Kathy says, it's is the best thing I've ever seen this week. Thanks, and it's only Wednesday. So Kathy, Kathy and I spent time in uh, <laughs> in Disney World together. That was super fun. Deb and I spent time co-hosting an in-person event in Boston. That was super fun. Mindy is a new student in Sell Like a Mother. Darla is in my free Facebook group, so she knows what the house party is all about. Thank you all for coming uh, to this live call-in show, and I will leave the phone lines open for two more minutes. If anyone wants to call in with specific sales questions about where you're at, Whether it's you've sent a proposal, whether you're in the middle of negotiating, whether you want to, maybe you want to re-up with a client. A lot of my clients come to me saying, you know, I had this great contract, it was worth 20 grand and it's almost over. What do I do now? Well, there's lots of things we can do now. The question is, are you ready to do them? (laughs) And there's always a right, the, the words in the right order. It really makes a difference. Our tone, our intention, so 313-355-2821, you can call in too. To talk, to finish up about the free Facebook group, it's a place to nurture the relationship, a place to nurture the environment, and to be, let people know who you are as a person, because what makes them understand your offer is where it's coming from. Who are you, and most importantly, are you trustworthy? Are you gonna show up tomorrow? This is the internet, right? Like, it can be weird sometimes. <laughs> is <laughs> if I buy something from someone, are they going to ghost me? Are they going to disappear? Because things like that happen in the real world. It's hard to find good people. The people on here are good people. I can vet you on that. But the point is, is that when you have that free Facebook group and you ask those questions, you give multiple touch points. And from a strategic sales perspective, it gives you the chance to be able to nurture that real genuine relationship with them in a way that you can't through any one way. And so I thank you for coming on. Let's see. We had a lot of questions come in beforehand. I know it can get scary. You're like, well, do I want to be live on Facebook? So you can always send me messages after, uh, right there in the comments and right into, hey, Yael, how you doing? Right into uh, the, the Facebook group or into the comments here. And I will do my best to come back and I'll probably answer them in my free Facebook group. So if you're not a member in there yet, You'll want to do that. I'll put the link in, or maybe someone can who's here, because we got a lot of members here. I know Yael is, Darla, Deb, Kathy, Mindy, Robin, Lenny. All right. And Donna. Yes, Donna. Hello. And so say hello if you can. If you want to call in with a sales question, you'll get the chance to leave your links in the comments here. And you know that I share this around to everyone in my audience. So 313 355 2821 have you sent out a proposal and they ghosted? How, are you in a contract with someone? Maybe a long term 20 grand, you know, three month contract and it's about to expire and you're wondering what to do next? Are you considering what to do on this platform versus another? Are you running a webinar? Are you running an, a, a challenge? Let's talk about all these different sales scenarios and how they impact you. Well, 313-355-2821, if you can call in the next 30 seconds you can get in, if not, Put your questions below in the comments, and I have absolutely enjoyed hanging out with you today on the S Word Live Show. See you guys. Boop. <laughs>